Welcome to Bravo Maestra. I'm Kalisa and I'm talking about Vanderpump Rules. And guys, I'm going to try to not dwell on it, but this episode was pretty Sandoval heavy. <sighs> Let's just get right into it. They open up with Ariana doing her hair and getting frustrated, which I know was relatable to all of us. Tom's intro, on the other hand, was him flushing the toilet and walking out of the bathroom without washing his hands. I hate him. <laughs> he says hi to his, his assistant, Anne, and she asks how New Zealand was, and he says it was probably one of the hardest things he's ever done. And you guys like just seeing him on screen. And this isn't just because of Scandaval. Like Tom Sandoval has skeeved me out since season one. He has always been gross to me. This isn't new. Scandaval just like took his demonhood to new heights. Okay, I said I wouldn't dwell on it. All right, let's focus. <laughs> he tells us that he received more hate than ever. And he realized that he needs to be able to handle the things that life throws at him. Okay, well, here I go. Life didn't throw this at you. You blew this up in your own face. You brought it all on yourself. Don't get it twisted. But he tells Anne that he's going to go meet up with Schwartz and tells Anne, oh, yeah, we're fine. And then tells us they're not fine because that's what liars do. And he says that Schwartz went on Jax's podcast and talked shit about him. And he said, he said all of this in like his fake sad voice, like, oh gosh. And he tells Anne that tomorrow's his birthday and he wants to have people over and that, oh, Ariana's invited if she wants to come. Um, <laughs> what was your guy's reaction to that? When he said that, like, oh yeah, if she wants to come, I was like, are you serious? Oh my gosh. And then he offers to get her a nice hotel to stay at if she doesn't want to like if she doesn't want to be at the house. And more on that later. Anne has to text Ariana and she's just like, "Hey, just FYI, Jason's coming over. I think they'll be in the gym." And Ariana answers, "Okay, I won't be here. I'm taking Maya out." And I just thought like, how weird. Can you guys imagine having to do this? Like obviously it is very strange to be living with your ex. Like we all know that's horrible. Many of us have already had to do that, like live with an ex after a breakup a little for a little bit. And we've already discussed like how crazy it is that they're still living together. But like the whole having to text Anne as the go-between, that is just wild. But the producer asks Ariana and Tom, oh, what's it like sharing a space with your ex? And Ariana says, it's effing stupid. He has done some weird things like open my mail, illegal, and put plates on my car. I would lose my mind. Like I would lose my mind if my – well, honestly, if anybody did that to me, I wouldn't be happy. But if my ex who did what Tom did – left my plates on my car, I would lose it. <sighs> Anyways, she also says that he got a white noise machine. And then Tom says that it's awkward. And then he says that he got the white noise machine because like the things that he was saying were being overheard. And 
Ariana comes downstairs and and tells her that Tom like tells her about Tom's plans of having a birthday party at the house and that he's offering to get Ariana a nice hotel. And Ariana's like, that's not happening. I think that's disrespectful and inappropriate. I will be here. And if there's people here and making noise, I'm calling the cops. And Anne's like, okay. Oh, okay. And you can tell she's so nervous and awkward. And Ariana tells us that she's spiraling, remembering how his parties used to be loud, lasting till all hours and leaving a disgusting mess. Then Anne says, I don't know if you got my text, but Jason's coming over and Ariana's like, yep, I'm going to keep existing as I normally do in my own house. And Anne's like, okay. And then as she walks away, like going up the stairs, she says under her breath, this is so weird. (laughs) Poor Anne. Like, oh, get out of there, girl. Which, spoiler alert, in real time, she has quit working for Tom. So, and I just saw today, I should post that, that she was wearing like a Team Ariana shirt. So we'll have to hear and see more about that. Um, I mean, she probably signed like an NDA, huh? Because I was seeing people being like, she needs to write like a tell-all. She needs to tell like what was going on. But I'm sure she, I don't know. Tom's not the smartest. Maybe he didn't have her sign one. I don't know how that works. Anyways, then we go to Villa Rosa and Lisa tells us that after 10 years, they're closing pump because the rent is too high and they want to retire, which I don't know. I've heard mixed things about that. But she says, Ken can't keep Ken can't keep pounding the pavement. He'll be in his 80s and I'll be in my 40s. That's much too old. And I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. Then we go to James and Allie and they're taking a walk and James is talking about Graham and says that Lisa asked where Graham was um, since Raquel slash Rachel. I don't know. Again, we're I'm going to pause here. We're having to watch this between two lenses, right? Or with two lenses, like I said in the last episode. Like if we watch this just for what they're giving us, there's just that lens. So I apologize if you're listening and like you only watch the show, like good for you. Sometimes I wish I would only do that. But then if you're also like following online and like what's in the new, I'm using air quotes, the news. Um, the Bravo news, like there's so much more that's happened and like behind the scenes stuff that we've heard about and learned about and like what is happening currently that has happened since filming that it's like watching two different shows or not two different shows, but with two different lenses, like what Bravo wants to give us and what we know. And so, yeah, I feel like this, this show especially is very tricky. (laughs) Um, but in current times, not the the show world, what is being handed to us, Rachel Raquel now would like to go by her given name, Rachel, because it like is her taking ownership because people were like, after Scandaval, were like calling her Rachel, like in a derogatory way, like, oh, you just named yourself Raquel. So we're going to call you Rachel since you hate it. And then like, going through therapy and like at the facility and stuff, she like decided that she wants to own that name um, and basically be like, well, you can't hurt me if I'm calling myself Rachel kind of thing, I think. So I'm just going to kind of use her names interchangeably. So forgive me. Um, So James 
Oh, so Lisa was wondering where Graham is since Rachel Raquel has been in the facility. And James tells Allie, like, I just picture him in that cactus-infested land in Arizona. And I was like, oh. And James tells us how, like, he was so close with Graham and he was heartbroken losing him. And they say that they're not going to be – they let us know that they're not going to be going to the farewell to pump party because they're flying out to Chicago for a sold-out show. So good for them. Then it's back to stupid Sandoval's house and his friend Jason, who is not just his friend, but is the manager of the band, comes over. And Tom is so gross. Jason asks if he's heard from Rachel Raquel. And Tom says he hasn't heard from her in weeks and says, I just miss her. You know, I just want to give her a big hug. Then tells us, I'm still very much in love with Raquel. I'm hoping that we can give our relationship a real chance barf you guys like he even says it in like a forced way like it's just so fake it's like he it does not genuine he just has to like force those words out so he like says them in this like tight forced quick way then jason's like how are things here is ariana here right now and he says it like whispering and tom's like no no she's not she's not here right with a freaked out face like to ann because ann's in the kitchen and J- Jason whistles like, oh, thank goodness, all dramatically. Then Jason asks about the party and Tom tells him that Ariana said no. And Jason's like, uh, well, can she do that? I think you should still have people over. And Anne's like, um, well, she did also mention that she uh, may have to call the police. So it uh, may not be the best idea. And Jason's like, the police? That's nuts. Shut up, Jason. Then Tom tells us, thinking he's so charming and funny, like even just the way he's sitting with like his painted nails and he has his legs crossed, like holding his knee, just like just thinking he's all, I don't know. He just looks so cocky and like, huh, he goes, I know Ariana thinks what I did makes me a criminal, but I doubt the police are going to agree with that. (laughs) So he tells Anne, what if we have people out by midnight? And so Anne texts that to Ariana. Then we see Lala meet up with Ariana for smoothies. And Lala asks how the living situation is going. So Ariana tells her about Anne, which I'm sorry, but do you guys love that Anne is basically like a full-time cast member? I feel like I've said her name like a million times. But anyways, she talks about... Tom's birthday and how he suggested staying at a hotel, but that she's like, no, I'm going to be staying at the house. And Lala says, well, from a logical standpoint, he's allowed to have a party at his house. And I'm going to say something. I know that Lala is getting a lot of hate for this conversation and do not stop listening now. I am always team Ariana. Like Tom Sandoval is a demon. We all know this. But I do appreciate her bringing up these statements because I feel like if this was going to be just like everybody being like, oh, yeah, to quote Brittany, like rotten hail, rotten hail, no matter what, with like no logic, it wouldn't be enjoyable because it is like it is still his house. So he is allowed to have people over. Um, Unfortunately, that just is like the shitty part of still living 
together in this house, like buying a house together, breaking up and still having to live together. And so I actually do appreciate that point being made like, hey, like it sucks, but like it is his house. You know what I mean? I do think it's interesting coming from Lala because we all know that if this was the other way around, like, I don't know. I don't know. Lala's an interesting one this season. We'll just have to wait and see. But yes, always team Ariana. But I just do appreciate that these points were being made. So Lala says, um, you know, he is allowed to have a party at his house. And Ariana says, well, I'm also allowed to call the cops for a noise complaint. And Lala says, but why would you do that? Again, I appreciate that question being asked. I also 100% agree with Ariana. Well, if it's getting too late and it's too loud and I have things to do in the morning, I'm calling the cops. So I do. I love that. And Lala says, which I thought this was very weird. Could you tell Anne? I know it's his birthday and I want him to have the best time. Can people be out by this time? Like, wasn't that weird? I know. I love how like two statements earlier, I'm like, I love that. And then I'm like, this is weird. But I thought that was very a weird statement to make. But anyways, um, Ariana tells her about Anne's text that like 12 people will be there, but they'll be gone by midnight. And that Ariana said she thought that that would be fine. And Lala says, wouldn't it just be easier to move out? And Ariana says, yeah, sure. When the house is sold. And honestly, like she is probably so sick of being asked that, right? She says, I'm not here for him to assert his dominance, be louder, more obnoxious, make me uncomfortable. And then I cower and let him do whatever. And Lala says, but that's where you're maybe not understanding the type of person he is. He is getting off on making you uncomfortable and you sticking around. And then Ariana tells us, you can't sell the house unless both people agree to sell the house. But Tom wants to buy me out and stay there. But I'm not going to just pack up my clothes and hitchhike down the road because I got a measly sum of money. Lala says, you don't want him to buy you out because it makes his life easy. And Ariana says, yes, and tells us he broke the home. He effed this up. He doesn't get to do that and get to just, you know, keep it. And so... This is just such a complicated situation because like I I just want Ariana to do what's best for her. Like I 100% understand wanting to punish Tom and I'm not telling her what to do because I, to be honest, don't fully understand all this, like the financial part of it. So I'm not saying like she should do this, she should do that. I just want her to do what's best for her. And so... Like, yes, you want to punish somebody, but I hope like doing what's best for her is the number one and like punishing is number two and not punishing number one and herself is like the number two priority. Does that make sense? I'm sorry if that just sounded like gibberish. But anyways, Lala asks how Ariana's new boyfriend, Dan, feels about her still living with her ex. And Ariana says that Dan is looking forward to her moving out because they've spent a lot of money on staying somewhere else when Dan's in town. And I didn't even think about that aspect. Like at first I'm like, who cares? Just have Dan over. Like who cares? But then I was like, ew, no, that means that then Tom can have whoever he wants over. So yeah, that's probably like a good thing that they're going somewhere else. But I didn't even like, I really did not even think about that. So yeah, I'm sure it's getting very expensive. Um, then Lala asks if Dan has changed her mind about starting a family. And Ariana says that he's opened her mind to a lot of things. She tells us she didn't realize how much of an effect 
being with Tom had on how she felt about starting a family. And they show clips of um, old episodes where Tom and Ariana were not on the same page about having kids. And she tells us Dan opened her eyes to there being different types of partners out there, which I don't know about you guys, but I totally related to like just finding someone that then makes you realize like, oh, wow, there are different types of partners. And she says like um, that he would actually be a 50-50 partner or if I'm only able to give 10% that day, he'd be willing to give 90. And I love that. And Lala asks how old he is. And Ariana says, oh, he just turned 40. And Lala says, 40, never been married, has no kids. My nipples just got hard. And I laughed out loud. And then I was like, oh my gosh, these women are so traumatized. But aren't we all? (laughs) Then we see Ken and Lisa arrive at Pump for the farewell party. And they show a montage of clips of old episodes. Um taking place at pump and then Sheena, Lala, Katie, Schwartz, and Ariana arrive and Sheena and Lala look so hot. They're both wearing like skimpy dresses and just looking flawless. Like, I mean, obviously all the ladies are so beautiful, but they, when they came on screen, I was like, Oh my gosh, they look hot. (laughs) I'll have to find a picture and post it. Then Schwartz is behind the bar and they're all like, what he is. So, of course, they show that clip from 2014, which is wild. I have been watching this show since season one, episode one, and I remember this like it was yesterday. (laughs) But they said it was from 2014 where Schwartz has – was behind the bar and gives up and leaves because he gets too overwhelmed. And Katie tells him, even Jax can do that job. (laughs) Then Schwartz comes to the table of the ladies sitting with Lisa and Katie asks, oh, should we go for a walk and stretch our legs? And so they leave the table and Schwartz talks with Lisa and Lisa says, oh, well, pump hasn't been carrying its own weight. And then asks Tom how he's doing at the bar. And Schwartz says, We've all had to clean up his mess. He's severely tainted the brand name. The partners don't want to work with him. He's like an absentee partner. And he tells us, we did ask Sandoval to step away. The partners told him if he steps in, they're going to close the doors. He's not welcome here. But I didn't expect him to check out. I thought he'd pitch ideas on how to weather this. And tells Lisa, I would have used this moment as a time to build back some integrity, to acknowledge that I effed up the entire business. And Lisa says, why don't you tell him that? And tells us, it's unfair to blame Sandoval for the downfall of Schwartz and Sandys and doubts. And she says that she doubts he thought, I wonder if my business will go down because I'm shagging my partner's best friend. I don't, whatever. I don't even know. That just bothered me. And I was also kind of like, I don't really care what you have to say. (laughs) Is that bad? I'm just kind of like, at this point, I don't do do any of them even care about your opinion. Like, remember Lala at the reunion being like when Lisa's like, well, that's my opinion. And Lala's like, cool, I reject it. (laughs) Schwartz says that he needs to do some soul searching. And then that was it at pump, which I thought was really weird. Like it was that quick. So then we go to the recording studio with Sheena and Brock and Sheena is recording a screamo version of good as gold for emo night. And you guys, 
I laughed out loud at Sheena yelling, let's have us a good time. And then Brock doubling over laughing. It was so funny. I, I don't know if I need to trademark this idea or what, but I think that Sheena needs to like do screamo versions of all her songs. So funny. Then Brock tells us that he loves this version of his wife and is glad that she's putting herself out there. And I just thought that was really sweet. Sheena says that she hasn't done music since being with Brock. She was like, yeah, I don't think I've done music since being with you. And tells us that she's been traumatized since her last song and music video. And you guys, do you remember that music video? The video that she did with Brett from the worst season of VPR with Dania or Dana or Dana and the Bretts. Oh my gosh, horrible. I never watched the whole music video, but the worst part from those clips was Brett. Like he made it seem like a joke. She either, I don't know. I don't even want to say it. I Let's put it this way. She should have gotten a different actor. That'll be the nice way of saying it. Or she should have just like had herself being hot and sexy all by herself on that bed. Like I'm telling you, guys will always be Sheena's downfall. No offense, Brock. Look out. (laughs) Then Sheena tells us a little bit more about her postpartum OCD and how it latches on to our worst fears and then shows them to you in your head. And I feel like people are giving Sheena a hard time and Sheena does deserve a hard time for plenty of things. But when it comes to her mental health, I do feel for her. And, um, she says that because of the OCD, she hasn't let anyone outside of her family watch summer. So she's going to try to let a friend watch her and Brock's like, great. I've been wanting this for you for a while. Then we see the Tom's meetup and you guys, is it okay if I just skip over their scenes? Is that okay if I just don't even talk about them? I'm just kidding. I will try. So Sandoval tells us he's not drinking and tries to say that it's because Raquel wasn't able to do that and that he was hoping that it could be something that they do together when she gets out of the facility. And okay. Then Schwartz says, I feel like, like, oh, it's good to see you. I feel like you're a mythological creature. And that's about asks about New Zealand and then says, I would have preferred that to dealing with bar stuff. And Sandoval says he's really sorry and that he can feel that Schwartz is angry at him, but he had to go on tour because his bank account was overdrawn. Um, again, I don't know how much you follow this stuff, but there is zero chance that going on tour made him money. Like the band in general, let alone going on tour was draining his money, right? We saw last season how he had to pay his like 100 band members each time they came to practice. They were and they were like giving away tickets to the shows on the tour. So, no, this is BS. And then he tells us that he's been paying for everything for eight months and that it's like pulling teeth to get Ariana to pay for anything. Oh, okay. Like we'd believe literally anything that comes out of his mouth. Like, honestly, it is pointless to have him open his mouth. I don't believe one word. Then he tells Schwartz that it hurt his feelings that he went on every podcast, including Jax's, saying that Sandoval was out touring to live out his rock star dreams. And he says it in his trademark Sandoval way. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, he looks down. 
and looks side to side and kind of makes his voice a little shaky, like trying to make himself look all hurt. And also that is literally what he was doing, living out his rock star dreams. So I don't know what he's like complaining about. And Schwartz says, well, yeah, because we were dealing with your shit show back at the bar. And then he says, like, we know, or I know that you were asked to step away, but if I were in your position, I would have been pitching ideas or offering to hire a publicist. And then the real Sandoval comes out. He says, if you're going to be resentful, then be resentful. Call me an effing asshole and do that shit to my face. Don't do this backhanded shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get to blow up everyone's lives, but then you also get to call the shots and micromanage how someone handles having their feelings hurt? No. Like that is so crazy. And later he calls James a narcissist. Like this is narcissistic as hell that you are the one who has caused mayhem in everybody's lives and they express being hurt and upset, AKA going on these podcasts. I can't even believe I'm standing up for Schwartz, but like, here we are. And you have the nerve to be like, well, if you're going to do this, then do that. If you're going to do this, then do that. And try to tell someone else how to behave and handle themselves. Get out of here. So then as he's like, going on that little rant, Schwartz is like, Tom, Tom, Tom. And then Sandoval looks Schwartz in the eyes and points at him and says, listen to me. Are you joking, dude? Like, I can't. This guy's unbelievable. And Schwartz says, all you need to be saying is I'm sorry. That's all you need to say. I know your feelings are hurt, but I care about this business. I put half a million in. You put in more. Then Sandoval says in the most unconvincing way ever, I care. I care about it. And Schwartz says, it didn't feel that way. And Sandoval says, I just want to walk in there. I think it'll help. And Schwartz is like, oh, man. And Sandoval is like, but I can't. See? So I just want to move on. He's such a big baby quitter. And Sandoval says, are you going to stick with me or what? And Schwartz says, I think I'm going to do what's best for me. These two freaking idiots. I can't with them. So then we're at Sheena's place and Tori comes over and I am sorry. Is this the girl? I could be wrong. Is this the girl that's going to make out with Katie and Tom like from the previews or is that someone else? I don't know. But Sheena says she absolutely trusts Tori and I got flashbacks to her absolutely trusting. Well, pretty much anyone in previous seasons, but specifically Raquel and then Brock triggers Sheena because he says Tori is there because of Sheena's inability to let things go. And Sheena's like, shut up. That's not what it is. Summer is my everything. I'm not just leaving her with anyone. And I got that. Like, I totally get what she's saying. And then Brock tells us that before summer, they were constantly getting things done. Now it's constantly, what if, what if, what if? And I just thought, well, yeah, that's also another way of getting things done and making sure things are taken care of. Like to me, that's just duh. But then honestly, like a lot of what Sheena was saying, this episode resonated with me and I'm like, do I have OCD? Like maybe I should look into this, but I loved, and I'm not, I'm genuinely like, I'm honestly like, maybe I should look into that. I'm not laughing at that at all. Um, I loved Sheena's mom saying that Brock needs to validate Sheena, but I did not like Brock saying 
oh, well, she has the two of you validating her. And they were all like, you're her husband. And then he's like, you surround yourself with yes people and comfort. Like, ew, Brock. I'm not a doctor, but that's definitely not helping her with her OCD. That was not nice. But it did end up okay with all of them saying like how great it is um, that Sheena's putting in the work. Then Schwartz goes to James and Allie's and... Is it just me or do you guys love James and Allie's house? It just seems so cute and with like a good vibe to it. I really like it. But anyways, I mean, until Schwartz shows up. He tell J Schwartz tells us that seeing James's house like jabs his bra. Jab, oh my gosh, I cannot talk. I'm so sorry. Schwartz tells us seeing James's house jabs his pride and he calls himself a loser. And I was just like, yep, you are. So sorry, not sorry. Then Allie tells us that she started her astrology business at the beginning of the year. Are you guys into astrology? I feel like it's really big right now. I'm don't hate me. I'm not super into it, but, um, I have a friend who's really into it and she says that I'm a textbook version. She says I'm a textbook version of my sign. I'm going to put up a question on my Instagram and see and ask like what sign you guys think I am and see like if you guys can tell. <laughs> um, then Tom is there because Allie did his birth chart because she says he needs a little direction. And while they're going over his chart, James gasps and is like, Sandoval just texted me. And Allie's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he is inviting James and Allie to his birthday. And James texts back, I can try and pop by an hour. I'm not, or for about an hour, I'm not sure. And then James starts to spin a little bit. Not like literally spin. I mean like spiral. And he says, I'm sure he's not going to come at me on his birthday. And Schwartz is like, no. And then James is like, oh, if he ever came at me, bro, in his house, I'm egging the place when I leave. I have good aim. And they're like, oh my gosh. And he's like, this is the menace in me. I love James. Do you guys love James? I love him. I just find him so entertaining. Again, I know he has his flaws. Remember that line between real life, good humans, and good TV and reality TV. I think he's great TV. Um, James and Allie are on their way to Tom's birthday party. And James says, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. And she says, this may be a horrible idea. Maybe we should turn around. It's not late to not do this. And I just loved that. It seemed so real. And James says, I'm not trying to mend things with Tom. And he tells us that what he needs to hear is, I'm really sorry. Um, what I did was awful and a total betrayal. I don't know if I can come back from this, but I'm going to work hard every day to try. And he says he needs an apology from him just so they can at least be cordial. And he has to mean it and show that he's his friend, which I think is asking a lot. And we soon see that it is. <laughs> and he tells Allie that he hasn't seen Tom without a mustache in years. And then they flash back to the, you're a woman with a mustache <laughs> from last year's reunion. <laughs> and how Tom like immediately shaved his mustache off. <laughs> then we see people start to show up at Tom's house and it's mostly like, well, Tom and Ariana's house. And it's mostly people having to do with his band plus Billy Lee. Okay. Um, and did you guys notice, again, I am team Ariana 100%. Tom is a demon. But 
again, I have a bleeding heart for animals. I love animals. I have two dogs. They are my babies. I was shocked that she left her animals just alone at the house with Tom. Like, I would never do that. And I love Ariana, but I just was, like, shocked when I saw, like, the dog, like, on the couch. I was like, wait, like, you just left your dog there while he's having a party. Like, I would – my dog would be by my side all the time. And I am not, like – victim blaming like he is the demon she should be able to leave i'm not saying that like she should be able to leave her dog in her house like absolutely but like that really stuck out to me and then remember in the previews she says something like you tried to kill my dog so i'm like does something happen at this party like this would be the part (gasps) oh my gosh as i'm saying this remember they like i thought it was weird that they made a big deal about where he's like, oh, I have mushroom chocolates. And Jason's like, do you have regular chocolates? Like, I thought that was a weird thing to just, like, leave in there to say. Like, does something happen? Or do, are, do you guys already know, like, what happened to the dog? And I'm just, like, being a dum-dum. Anyways, let's move on. Um, The ladies are at emo night. And I'm so happy that they had a big event to go to at like the same night that this was happening and it looked so fun. So that made me happy. Then James and Allie pull up to the house and oh my gosh, you guys, I love that Allie didn't go in. I didn't know she wasn't going to go in the house and I, that she was just going to wait in the car. And that made me love her. She tells James, hurry back, text me and don't tell him I'm in the car. (laughs) And she tells us, I don't have a close relationship with Sandoval. I genuinely care for Ariana, so I don't see a reason to force a relationship with him. And I, again, I just love that. So James walks in and tells us (laughs) Tom's party is like a who's who. Like, who the F are you people? (laughs) And James asks Tom if he wants to have a little chat. And Tom's like, yeah, let me grab something and walks away. And then this guy starts talking to James And on the screen, they say that it's Brett from a TomTom server. And he's saying to James, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on with the friend group situation because Katie's obviously pushed me out. And James says to us, like I was saying, who the F is this guy? And then back at the party, James cuts Brett off and says, I came to talk to Tom. If he doesn't want to talk, I mean, and Brett says, okay, I'll go get him. Like, it was so weird. Like, was that genuine, like a genuine conversation or does this guy like want to be on the show or you know what I mean? What did you guys think? That was so awkward, (laughs) but I just love that James is just like looking around, like as this guy is talking to him, it was, it was so awkward and funny. So then James and Tom go and sit down and James says he feels like he's lost a big brother because he was expecting a text and it never came. Tom says, I apologize for that. I should have. I was very overwhelmed. James says, I get that, but it's been months. There's been many opportunities. I've seen you on Instagram. You've been doing your thing. You look fine. Tom says, for what it's worth, I'm sorry. Mm, It's worth nothing, James. Run away. James says, are you sorry for betraying me? And I felt so bad. Like, that actually, like, made me sad. Like, he should not have to be asking for an apology. And you guys, Tom's freaking response. 
I had like a surprise, surprise. I had like a physical reaction to this. I was, mm. Tom says, betray you. I could throw something. The look on his face as he said it, like I could scream. And he's all smug and arrogant and everything is just an act with this guy. And he brings up James and Kristen and James says, you're not going to bring up 10 years ago. And Tom says, it's not 10 years ago. And they do a flashback and they literally put on the screen 2013, 10 years ago. Freaking amazing. Like, I just loved it. It was beautiful. So James walks away and says, you've got so much growing up to do still, Tom. It's sad to me. I was so proud of James. He goes, it's embarrassing, Tom. And I'm not even going to entertain what you just said. And Tom says, that's a very narcissistic thing of you to say. Coming from the ultimate narcissist. (sighs) James walks out and asks Allie if it's illegal to pee on someone's bush. And Allie's like, James... No, it's Ariana's bush too. And James is peeing on the bush and Allie's just in the car like, oh my gosh. But before the peeing on the bush, I was actually very proud of James. Like asking for what he wanted, the apology for betraying him. And then like as soon as he knew like, okay, I'm not getting it. I'm getting up, like getting up and saying that. And like he stayed calm, like his like he wasn't yelling or screaming and slamming things. He just got up, said what he said, and just walked out. I was like, wow, James, that was really good. But that was it. What did you guys think? Another good one? Another frustrating one? Ugh. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, please follow the podcast. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Bravo Maestra, at Bravo M A E S T R A. And if you want to help support, you can do five star reviews. That really helps boost the podcast, and I would appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys.